Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we have hot deals for every budget. Buy three and you get the fourth tyre absolutely free on Bridgestone, Yokohama, Goodyear and J-Tracks. And up to $150 instant cashback on Continental, Pirelli, Dunlop and the legendary Bob Jane All-Rounder. Plus check out our hot deals on Beef Goodrich All-Terrain Co. 2s from only $249, all with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. Tastes apply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Mountain Makeover. Why it's time to put more bang into Bathurst. Melbourne Super Circuit. Latest update. Supercar silly season. It's not done yet. And Sports Car Revival. Earl Bamber on the new golden era for Le Mans. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. Some interesting supercar news around ahead of next week's return of the Gold Coast Street Race Festival. But first, the recent Repco Bassett 1000 raised a lot of questions and concerns. Principally, isn't Mount Panorama long overdue for a massive upgrade? Now, the Bathurst 1000 was a great success, despite the trying conditions. The wet and chilly weather didn't deter big crowds. The broadcast audience was right up there, and the race was, well, certainly eventful. But the heavy rain in the lead-up exposed glaring weaknesses in the Mount Panorama circuit, and highlighted the poor spectator facilities. Drainage was overwhelmed, and even in the mostly dry conditions on race day, the place was awash. The camping and parking areas were swamps, and the lack of a proper permanent covered grandstand along Pitt Strait, well, it defies belief, really. Mount Panorama is Australia's greatest track, and the Bastos 1000, our greatest domestic race, in fact, one of the country's top five or six annual sporting events. They deserve much better spectator facilities, and the circuit must be made more weatherproof for all five major events there each year. Upgrading the track is the responsibility of the Bathurst Regional Council, which owns the site, but Supercars also has a stake in improvements because it's a partner in the Bathurst 1000. And as far as track safety goes, Motorsport Australia has a big say, along with representations to the New South Wales and federal governments for funding for major improvements. As a matter of course, Motorsport Australia is reviewing procedures during the Bathurst 1000. According to the governing body's chief executive, Eugene Orocca, officials did their best in the extreme circumstances, but admits there is room for improvement. Credit must go to the council, the Bathurst Regional Council, and our Motorsport Australia official who worked extremely hard to make racing possible last weekend at the Bathurst 1000. The conditions were treacherous and provided a number of challenges that were not ideal for such a high-profile event, but a number of workarounds were put in place and allowed the race to go ahead as planned. We will work closely with the council on any future upgrades to the circuit and also continue to lobby government 
to provide further support for our motorsport facilities to ensure they are the best they can be, particularly Bathurst, which is so highly regarded internationally. Whilst we know these conditions aren't going to be present every year, it would be foolish to think that we're not going to get heavy rainfall again in October or have extreme weather events. So therefore, it's important that we continue to see how the track, how the mountain is able to cope with these sort of conditions to ensure that we can still put on a race uh, despite those conditions. So, so that's basically the, the sort of overall global statement. You know, there were some things that we observed during the weekend where um, uh, there was probably uh, opportunities to uh, secure um, the track in a better way, uh, but often these things are revealed under extreme circumstances and the ability to, uh, to move quickly to fix things are not easy. So we, we do a debrief. We'll put some recommendations to the council. Uh, we'll talk to them about how it can be improved. There are limitations on what they can do on the mountain, given it's a public road and the deluge was so huge, so significant that uh, even the best drainage might have struggled uh, given those conditions. But overall, Mark, um, we felt that it was a fantastic event. I've actually had people ring me, as they always do after Bathurst, to say what a fantastic event all, all the way down to the end. And I think that's still um, very important to know. I put it to a rocker that as Australia's premier circuit, Bathurst just has to do better. Every race provides an opportunity to go back to the well and see what can be done to make this track much better than it could be, or it is. You only have to look at footage of, in fact, they've played a lot of footage over the weekend of historical stuff, and you can see how far and how much this venue and this track has come since you know the, the early 80s and, and 70s and whatnot. So I think it's a bit harsh, Mark, to be able to, to say that um, you know this is could be better or it is it must be better. I think the council will listen to you and others with those opinions and make its own decision. But we will always strive to be better and work with them, remembering again that it is a public road. It's not a racetrack as such. It's it's a it's a racetrack for five days a year, or sorry, five weekends a year. Um, but I do know that this council is particularly passionate. The mayor and all the councillors know the, know the value of this asset, both to motorsport and to the, in Australia and internationally. Um, and I would be confident, I am confident, that there'll be some learnings from the weekend, but we always take away in any motorsport event uh, to see how we can improve. So, again, respect your opinion. Um, I think we, we've managed well in the trialling circumstances that we were confronted with, and we'll take some learnings away from that. I don't think there's been a deluge that big that sustained for some time. And so, like everything in life, when something happens that may have been a little bit unexpected, you learn a little and take it away and improve. Parked Up Plus has asked Supercars for its view on all this and will report the response from Southport in next week's show. We'll also be approaching the Bathurst Regional Council to outline any plans to upgrade Mount Panorama in the near to medium-term future. Still no confirmation that the proposed super circuit in Melbourne's west will be supported by the Victoria government. The ruling Labor Party is expected to back the plan for a multi-purpose state-of-the-art motorsport complex in the lead-up to the state election late next month. Back to Motorsport Australia CEO Eugene Rocker, who remains confident Victoria's new home of motorsport 
will get the go-ahead if Dan Andrews is re-elected. The Victorian government, Victorian government has made it very clear that they are committed to helping to build and find the home of motorsport. They call it the Victorian home of motorsport, but either way, they've made public announcements about being committed to working to find and develop a home of motorsport. Um, all I can say is that we continue to work with government to see if we can achieve that ambition. And I feel it, and I'm feeling very optimistic. We're talking Victoria. We've, yep. We've speculated that the circuit will be west of Melbourne and the latest we reported is somewhere around or maybe Avalon Airport. Are we close? It's a moving, it's a moving, <laughs> it's an ever moving uh, scenario, Mark. You're not too far off. The West is an area that doesn't have a track in real terms. It doesn't have a track. And you would think to get true balance in life, you need to look after both sides, East and West and North and South. Um, and I think there's an opportunity there. The proposed Western Melbourne Super Circuit will cater for top-level car and motorcycle racing, plus driver training and automotive testing. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuel.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. Plenty of speculation during the rounds about the looks and the lineups of Premier Racing and Erebus Motorsport in 2023. They're linked by the confirmation that Chris Pither is leaving Premier at the end of the season. Word is that Pither will take his Coca-Cola backing to Erebus, which is losing Boost Mobile's title sponsorship. As part of the deal, Pither gets a co-drive gig, most likely partnering Will Brown. Also being linked to major signage on the Erebus Camaros is Caltex, which is looking at a full-time return to supercars. Our information is that Caltex is in discussions with a number of squads, but Erebus is a leading candidate because it is the only front-running team without an alliance with a major fuel company. And back at Premier, speculation continues that James Golding is not locked in alongside Tim Slade next year. Latest chat links Declan Fraser to the second seat, as efforts to secure him a main game drive ramp up following his impressive wildcard performance in the Bathurst 1000. Fraser is also said to be in the frame to replace Todd Hazelwood at Matt Stone Racing. As well, there are strong rumblings that a championship winning engineer is looking to defect to Premier Racing. Team owner Peter Zibris has big ambitions and nabbing a big-name technical guru to tune his 888 customer Camaros is consistent with his commitment to transforming his squad into a serious contender. Outspoken Boost Mobile boss Peter Adderton is adamant he's pulling out of supercars at the end of the season. Adderton is ending Boost's backing of Erebus and the Gold Coast 500 
although he's undecided about a one-off return to back a wildcard entry at Bathurst once again. He's recently been on social media complaining once more that supercars won't sell him the dormant 26th team racing charter to field his own team. However, we've learned that the extra entry is not actually available. Our information is that as part of the team's sale of their share of supercars to race, an agreement was made not to release the unused TRC for three years. So contractually, it's not available for reactivation before 2025. International sports car star Earl Bamber is keen to return to the Bathurst 1000 as soon as next year. Bamber was a last-minute visitor to this year's event. In between his testing commitments with Chip Ganassi Racing's Cadillac LMDH program. The US-based New Zealander, twice winner of the Le Mans 24 Hours with Porsche, co-drove with Shane Van Gisman in the 2018 Enduro Cup, and as he told Parked Up Plus, he'll be back for the Bathurst 1000 as soon as his schedule allows. Yeah, I mean, um, to be honest, it's every Kiwi kid or I think Australian kids dream to come here and, and race at Bathurst and try win Bathurst so um, you know being a Kiwi definitely want to come back um, had a few opportunities to come back to be honest this year but it didn't work out with my schedule with what we've got with Cadillac and LMDH testing um, but it's always on the radar or on the horizon to try come out here and uh, you know obviously do the Bathurst 1000 um, so hopefully one day soon. Possible next year I don't I don't know if you've got your schedule sorted out yet but if you have the time as soon as next year yeah i mean if I've, it's all down to the schedule so if i've got the time and the schedule works and you know the, the other thing as a co-driver is you can't just turn up and do this weekend you know you've got to commit to be able to come down and do the co-driver sessions you've got to come down and you know commit to be able to do some testing and stuff like that because you know all the teams put such a massive effort into the bathurst 1000 it's the biggest and most difficult race and you can't underestimate that and if you think you can come up here um, you know, and just turn up and do a good job. The co-drivers here do a fantastic job. So, you know, you have to put you have to put your full effort behind it. And, you know, that's also what's important to me. It's not just this weekend, but to be able to do the whole preparation well. Well, on that point, the Sandown 500 may be back next year, we're hoping. So that would help, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I remember Sandown, me and Shane got on the podium and, you know, it's a fantastic event. And I think the whole three Enduros was awesome for V8 supercars and I hope it does come back because you know it puts an importance on the team aspect and the endurance racing aspect of the championship um, and I think it's fantastic like it, I had so much fun um, you know when I came down here the fans are amazing you know the amount of people that are you know finding it out on the top of the mountain right now or in front of us in the grandstand it just shows how everyone's passionate down here and you know you don't see that much passion for motorsport many places in the world anymore so um, you know it makes it a great place to come race. Bamber's own team will continue to run entries in the Porsche Carrera Cup next year, and he's a big chance to compete in one of his GT3 Porsches in the Bathurst 12-hour, which, of course, he won as a team owner in 2019. Bamber is returning to the World Endurance Championship in 2023, joining Cadillac to take on Porsche, Ferrari, Peugeot, BMW and Toyota. He agrees that it is shaping up as a new golden era for Le Mans style sports car racing. Yeah, actually, I'm moving to the World Endurance Championship next year with um, with Cadillac. 
So um, we're, we're attempting the World Endurance Championship in Le Mans with Cadillac. Um, so that's going to be a, a really exciting adventure to go back to the World Championship. Um, and in that we've got even more cars. We have Cadillac, Porsche, uh, Ferrari, we have Toyota, uh, we have Glickenhaus, and I think in 2024 we have two more, three more manufacturers joining. So, you know, it's going to be a fantastic sight to see all those cars back at Le Mans, um, to have a real fantastic fight between, I think, 12 to 13 cars at the front in, uh, in Le Mans. So I think it's going to be fantastic for fans, great for the sport of endurance racing. So it's, it's very exciting times. The new regulation, the new cars are awesome. To be honest, they've got less downforce, so it's better raceability, but they've got a lot of power now. So, um, you know, tire degradation is a big thing drivability is a big thing and you know it falls more on the teams and the drivers to execute so less BOP more about building a good car so I'm really excited for it. Oh, and so back to your old stamping ground you know, where you've pretty much made your name so how's Cadillac shaping up for uh, you know WEC that's a big program for, a, for an American manufacturer. I mean, for me to, to move from Porsche to, to Cadillac was a big thing. And, um, you know, when I met down with everyone um, and Chip, you know, obviously Chip Ganassi is one of the, the biggest names in racing. When you, I think when you grow up, you, you want to drive for probably two teams when you grow up. One is Penske and one is Ganassi. And, you know, to be able to drive for Chip is, is pretty phenomenal. And, um, you know, they really want to win. Um, simple matter of it. You know, they, they haven't won there overall um, and they want to go and win their overall so you know we are putting a massive effort into it and you really get that feeling and when you can be at the very start of a program and build it up building the car the team the entire thing that's what makes Le Mans so special when you finally you know achieve that dream with with everyone involved so that's definitely the goal. Certainly sounds exciting. More after this important message. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast it's all in the name it's all motorsport focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, uh, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. And we're on the run to the chequered flag. Despite waterlogged surrounds, a big crowd returned to Phillip Island for the Australian Motorcycle Grand Prix. Here's Grant Rowley with his roundup of all the weekend's action, presented by our partner, Bob Jane Timo. MotoGP returned to our shores for the first time since 2019. And Suzuki rider Alex Rins won a thrilling Australian MotoGP at Phillip Island, the second closest victory in history. The Spaniard edged out Honda's Marc Marquez and Ducati's Francesco Badnaya in third. Australian Jack Miller crashed out after a collision with Alex Marquez, ending any chance of a strong result on home soil, and it saw his faint championship hopes disappear. The next round is at Sepang in Malaysia this weekend. Las Vegas hosted the latest round of NASCAR Cup as Team Penske's Joey Logano kept his title hopes alive, winning from Ross Chastain and Kyle Busch. The headlines were stolen, though, when a heated exchange between Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace broke out after the pair clashed on track. Larson and Wallace needed to be separated following a push and shove after Wallace confronted Larson about the incident. NASCAR Cup next visits Homestead this weekend. 
It's a packed weekend of racing to come with MotoGP in Malaysia, Formula One at the Circuit of Americas, the World Rally Championship returns in Spain, and the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships holds its final round at the Ben Motorsport Park, headlined by the Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia, powered by AWS, and broadcast live on 7 Plus. I'm Grant Rowley, reporting for Parked Up Plus, with thanks to our great friends at Bob Jane T Marts. Thanks, Grant. Finally, some interesting figures on Sydney's unsuccessful bid to steal the Formula One Australian Grand Prix from Melbourne. We've learned that the New South Wales government offered a billion dollars, that's right, a billion, over 10 years from 2026. That's $100 million a year just for the rights. In addition, it would have spent up to $250 million on a purpose-built track, complete with lighting for a night race, near the new Western Sydney airport at Badgerys Creek. Despite Sydney's mammoth bid, Formula One re-signed to stay at Albert Park through 2035. That's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday, including the full interview with Motorsport Australia Chief Eugene Oroca on why Mount Panorama deserves a big upgrade. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. 